Hello and welcome to the One Football Podcast. It was okay. It's always, uh, yeah, they're always, they go on a bit, don't they? But um, no, it was fine. Some interesting games, so yeah, just things to look forward to. That bit about the um, Joshua Kimmich, how to say his name. I lost my temper at that. I got up and went to the shop at that point. It was doing my head in, to be honest with you. It just seems to get more and more tedious every single year, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, let's hope this podcast is a bit more interesting than uh, <laughs> than the draw itself. Welcome to this special bonus edition of the One Football Podcast. I'm Dan Burke, and I'm joined today by Alex Mott. Hello. So I think this is the first podcast we've recorded uh, locally since coronavirus was just a little weird problem going on in China. Uh, we're going to be passing the microphone between each other like the Everly Brothers today. We're going to react to the Champions League and Europa League group stage draws. We'll start with the Champions League and we'll take it each group at a time. And we'll start with Group A. So that's Bayern Munich, Atletico Madrid, Salzburg, Lokomotiv Moscow. Now Bayern Atletico is obviously one that jumps out there. Could you see Atleti potentially beating Bayern if they come up against each other? Um, I'm not sure I can see any team beaten by Munich at the moment to be honest they look I mean they look so good apart from Hoffenheim Hoffenheim aside they just look like the best team in Europe to me I think um, the groups are normally sort of it's the third team that's where the groups are interesting and I think although Salzburg did do pretty well last season you know they've sold two of their better players uh, Minamino and Haaland so yeah I think although Bayern Atleti will be a good game I can't see it being yeah, just between those two teams, I think, to be honest. Yeah, Salzburg, locomotive. Not much hope for them, really. Maybe Salzburg, you might see them finishing third, creeping into the Europa League. Uh, Group B, that's going to be Real Madrid, Shakhtar Donetsk, Inter and Borussia Mönchengladbach. Who's the most unpopular man on the terraces at Borussia Mönchengladbach? <laughs> the guy who shouts, give us a B! <laughs> Proper dad joke, that one. Um, so Real Madrid Inter looks like the tastiest matchup there, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it really does. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit concerned about Real Madrid at the moment. I've, I watched their first two games in La Liga and they haven't impressed at all. I mean, we saw against Man City how so badly they did against the press. Um, and, you know, Inter have signed a raft of new players and look pretty decent. Borussia Mönchengladbach are a sort of young, all-action team who could press them properly and... Shakhtar aren't mugs, despite their uh, Europa League defeat. So, um, yeah, I think this actually could be quite an interesting group. I mean, you, I mean, you would expect Real Madrid and Inter to go through, but um, yeah, I could maybe see Inter top in that group actually, and uh, there being a few surprises along the way. I think it could be quite a tight one. This is the first time in three years that uh, Man City haven't played Shakhtar Donetsk in the Champions League. It just doesn't feel the same without them, to be honest with you. Uh, speaking of Man City, they're in Group C along with Porto, Olympiacos and Marseille. A bit of a yawn fest for me, that group. I mean, it could be tricky potentially. I suppose there's a few uh, lovely away trips that I know some of my fellow City fans are, are ashamed to miss, miss out on. I'm just, I've got a bit of a beam on it about the Champions League. I just find the group stage such a boring kind of drag. I just think like... And, you know, I said on a podcast a few weeks ago, I think the Champions League would be way better if it was just a 32-team knockout knockout thing. And, and, and I suppose, as City fans, the problem, a bit of the problem is that we sort of feel like we're just waiting to get knocked out in the in the knockout stages anyway. But any interesting ties you can see coming out of that one? Um, I think Marseille are actually a pretty decent team. And Villas-Boas has done really well to sort of whip them back into shape. But yeah, I mean, I'm with you on that one, really. It's... I mean, you look at the groups and you can sort of almost guarantee that the two richest teams are the teams that are going to go through. That are, 
Yeah, I mean, with this one, you would expect Porto and Man City to go through. But yeah, Marseille are a pretty decent side. Obviously, Dimitri Payas doing his thing there. Yeah, Olympiacos. Although they, they did fairly well against Tottenham. Was it last season? I seem to remember them maybe drawing with them in, in Athens or Paris. Um, but yeah, I'd, again, I think it's it's City and then one other between Porto and Marseille really for me with that one. Uh, next up is Group D. In that one, we've got Liverpool, Ajax, Atalanta and Micheland. Uh, Jurgen Klopp described this one as a proper football group. <laughs> what do you think he meant by that? <laughs> uh, you'd have to ask Jurgen, but yeah, um, it does look like a good group to be fair. I think um, it's the first time Liverpool and Ajax have played each other in a competitive game since 1966. A very good year for football. There you go. Um, and obviously Atalanta was sort of last year's... I want to say surprise, but I guess people who'd watched Serie I weren't really surprised by how well they'd done, really. But um, I think this uh, Atalanta-Liverpool game is probably the one I'm most looking forward to in the group stage. Two two proper teams who play sort of all-action, fast-paced, high-pressing football. So um, Ajax aren't quite the side that they were a few years ago. Obviously, they've sold a lot of their, a lot of their better players. So, um, yeah, I could see, see these... But there have been some decent games there, but yeah, Liverpool and Atalanta probably go through here for me, I think. Do you think Klopp's suggesting that uh, the other groups aren't proper football groups? Is that, <laughs> yeah, is that what he's, yeah. is that what we're to read from yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, Liverpool-Atalanta has, has great potential, doesn't it, there? Uh, group E is Sevilla, Chelsea, Krasnodar and Rennes. Uh, I saw that you did a sort of reaction piece to the draw and you said that you thought Sevilla had got the easiest draw out of everyone in the Champions League. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, I mean, my opinions on Frank, Loud and, Frank Lampard and Chelsea are well known um, and we saw from last season that Sevilla are a proper team who you know they did Man United didn't they in the Europa League and, and beat Inter in the final so I think a defenceless Chelsea should be pretty easy for them to swap side and then yeah Krasnodar Renner yeah they're the two whipping boys really Renner the sort of lowest ranked team in the competition and although they've got Kamavinga I think yeah they should they probably will do well to get more than four points. And um, yeah, I, although Sevilla have sold a few, you know, Reguillon and Benega's left um, and Sergio Rico as well, I think. So yeah, despite that, I still would expect Sevilla to, to top that group, I think. Although I, I did see a few Chelsea fans on Twitter yesterday saying that they maximum points is what they're aiming for, but I'm not, not quite so sure about that. But um, yeah, Sevilla and Chelsea for me, yeah, that's probably the easiest group to to decide I think I was thinking before it says it all about the Europa League that it must be the one competition in world football that if you win it you don't get the chance to defend it the following season <laughs> wasn't it. you and I think with uh, with with Ren I don't know I, I would say that they might have a bit of dark horse potential they've started the season well like you said they've got Camavinga and of course that'll be a early reunion for Edouard Mendy who's just joined Chelsea from Ren uh, group F, we've got uh, Zenit St. Petersburg, Borussia Dortmund, Lazio and Club Bruca is how I believe you say it uh, properly. Uh, that's an interesting one, I suppose. Who, who would you pick to go through there as a few candidates, I suppose? I think, so on paper, this is arguably the weakest group. I actually think it might be the most exciting. Lazio, despite their sort of, they sort of fell off the precipice a little bit post-lockdown last season. But yeah, they're still a really good side with Simone and Zaghi in charge. Um, Zenit... Again, Russian champions going to Zenit, even despite no no fans, is always always a tough one. And we've seen with Dortmund, you know, they they lost to Augsburg at the weekend, and despite them being probably the most exciting young team in Europe on their day, on their other day, they're also one of the most fragile and brittle. So, um, yeah, this although on paper it doesn't look like the most exciting, I actually think this could be a really good group and a really interesting one that might go down to the final day but to get off the fence 
I actually think Zenit and Lazio might go through here and Dortmund are my surprise team to be knocked out. Yeah, not playing particularly well in the Bundesliga at the moment, are they Dortmund? So I suppose that's uh, that's got a bit of potential for you there. Uh, Group G, probably the one that uh, caught everyone's attention when the draw was made. Juventus, Barcelona, Dynamo Kiev and Ferenc Varos. Uh, Barcelona v Juventus, of course, means Lionel Messi versus Cristiano Ronaldo. Who are you fancy to come out on top of that duel? Yeah, it has to be Juventus and Barcelona um, to go through. But then with that one, I, I mean, both teams are sort of in transition at the moment. They... You know, in La, in La Liga and Serie A, they're not doing particularly well, I'd say. Although they'd, so, uh, Barcelona did do pretty well against Celta Vigo last night, but yeah, that'll be that'll be a really interesting game. I think with this one, I feel a bit sorry for Dinamo Kiev. Actually, they're on a bit of a resurgence under Luchescu, their new manager, and um, they've made made it through to the group stages pretty convincingly. Actually, beat RZ. Um, so yeah, I've, in another group, I think Dinamo Kiev could probably go through. But yeah, here it's um, Juventus and Barcelona. I think Juventus to top it. I'd say just about Ferenc Varos from Hungary. We've uh, not heard about them for a while. A bit of a European royalty at one stage, I suppose, weren't they? Uh, group H, the final group. It's the group of death. Uh, PSG, Manchester United, RB Leipzig and Istanbul, Basak Sahir. That's how I believe you say that. Uh, so yeah, the group of death. Who, who are you backing to go through out of this one? Uh, yeah, that has to be PSG and uh, RB Leipzig, I think. Man United um, were always going to s- struggle, I think, in, in most groups in the Champions League. But yeah, I don't think they could have really got a worse draw here. Um, yeah, despite Timo Werner leaving, Leipzig still look like a really really good side and PSG I mean the thought of Neymar and Kylian Mbappe going up against Harry Maguire and Victor Lindelof is uh yeah is an interesting one and yeah uh, Basaksa here uh, you know they've got the likes of Demba Barr and Raphael and Martin Skirtle so some Premier League old boys going back to Old Trafford it, um I don't think that'll be quite so straightforward for Man United so um yeah I think United should be looking towards the Europa League with this one for me yeah, I was looking at the Basaksa here squad earlier. They used to have uh, Robinho and Gail Clichy as well, but they, they must have left now, yeah, because they're not they weren't on the squad list anymore. Um, so you already said that Dortmund will be your your shock exit. Uh, I'm going to go for Man City, just as my natural pessimism will 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 say that we'll be sort of hoisted by our own petard in terms of complaining about how boring that group is. Um, group stage top scorer for you then? Uh, I have to go Robert Lewandowski, I think. Um... Yeah, he's the best player in Europe at the moment, isn't he? And scoring goals for fun. So, yeah, boring answer, but Lewandowski. I think. I'll go for Messi then. Did you have any complaints about the award winners? Um, no, not really. I think I'd like to have seen Thiago Alcantara get a mention instead of Kevin De Bruyne. I'm not sure Kevin De Bruyne was... He had one... Well, yeah, he was all right, but he had a good game against Real Madrid at Bernabeu, but he wasn't like exceptional, was he? Um, but no, no complaints really for me. It was... Uh, yeah, they all buying players deserved it, didn't they, to be honest? Yeah, I love Kevin De Bruyne, obviously, but you, you can't surely win player of the or win midfield of the tournament when you go out at the quarterfinal stage. Uh, moving on to the Europa League draw, which was done this afternoon, so uh, we won't go through that with a fine tooth comb. But but any interesting ties that stand out for you? I mean, I'll I'll pick some Arsenal Dundalk, uh, which. Dundalk, uh, Ian McCourt assures us that's the El Paso of Ireland. I'm still not sure entirely what he means by that, but but make of that what you will. Uh, AC Milan v Celtic, Napoli v Real Sociedad, Leicester v Braga. Um, I'll just ask you, who do you fancy to win the Europa League this year then? Oh, tough one. Um, I think I really like what Arteta is doing at Arsenal. Um, I think if they 
can make it to the group stages unscathed and obviously it's such a congested season it might throw up a few surprises but um if they're sort of safe in a top four spot by the end of the season or whatever and they totally go for the Europa League I could definitely see them going pretty far um I really like Napoli as well um Gattuso's sort of they're playing proper like really good attacking football at the moment and Oshiman's a really good striker for them so yeah they could they could do something um and maybe Leicester as well um I was a bit concerned about them at the start of the season but obviously their win at the Etihad at the weekend sort of shows just how good they are at the moment so yeah they've Braga are a pretty decent team and Ike Athens are no mugs either so it would be difficult for them to get out of the group but if they do yeah I could um I could definitely see them going far yeah Leicester Leicester are my pick I think I could see them having a real I mean it's a bit of a jumble sale the Europa League isn't it and especially since you know when the teams drop out of the Champions League and go into it it's very hard to predict at the start who's who's going to go but I could see Leicester having a really good run at it this this year um well of course the, the big cup draw of the week was the Carabao Cup draw which took place on Thursday evening uh the the draw for the the quarterfinals is Stoke v Tottenham Brentford v Newcastle Arsenal v Manchester City Everton v Manchester United uh again I'll ask you who's going to win the Carabao Cup I mean I don't want to say City <laughs> um I I mean playing as they are at the moment if they can keep it up Everton must have a pretty decent chance um I mean yeah what is it six wins in a row now so you can't I mean I don't yeah I could maybe see that see them winning it um and then I'd like to see Newcastle at least make a final don't think they've uh won anything since 1969 and they've got Brentford um so you would expect them to be championship opponents although Brentford did play really well last night against Fulham but um, I'll go with an Everton Newcastle final. How about that? <laughs> Why not? It's as good a guess as any. I mean, if Man City do win it, they'll be, it'll be four in a row. No team has ever done four in a row. Uh, as far as I know, we're the only team to have won it in its uh, as the Carabao Cup as well. When Manchester United won it, it was the Capital One Cup still, I believe. So, so yeah, Carabao runs through our veins. But uh, but yeah, I could see Everton doing something in this as well. Um, you know, everything seems possible for them at the moment. Uh, that'll do us, I think. I think that's all, all we need to talk about. So uh, that is the Champions League, Europa League and Carabao Cup draws reacted to. Uh, we'll be back on Tuesday this week with the Premier League Weekend Review podcast because it's transfer deadline day on Monday. So it's going to be all hands to the pump at One Football Towers. And then Ian McCourt will be back later next week with the uh, Euro show. If you want to get in touch with us in the meantime, the uh, email address to do so is podcast at onefootball.com or you can tweet us at onefootball.com.